going to be a long reading. It's going to be a good reading. It's going to be full of ridiculous names and numbers, but we're going to finish the book of First Chronicles. So at this time, get your coffee ready. Yeah, seriously. Maybe get a couple cups. Yeah, get yeah. a second mug right next to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then comment on Facebook that you need a Chip and Eric mug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please, yeah, comment that. Harass Allison and Hannah until yeah, it happens. Tell them to make that happen. I could really use one of those, actually. That'd be awesome. That would be pretty cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, then we could even put it right here for those. Yeah, right here. Yeah, right here. <laughs> All right, we got to get This is going to be a long we one. We got to so get out of it. We'll uh, make it as entertaining as, as possible. Yeah, yeah. So we read a bunch of Psalms yesterday, but then also. Before that, we read about uh, the first lot fell to Joseph of the Asaph clan and 12 of his sons and relatives. Remember that whole deal uh, about the worshipers in the temple and the jobs and the priests and the Levites and all that? So we read all that stuff. They started the Band of Israel, 288 members. They all practiced a bunch and got really, really good. And now here we are talking about the next group of people who have a job that is the gatekeepers. These, oh, sorry, First Chronicles 26. These are the divisions of the gatekeepers. From the Korahites, there was Meshelemiah, son of Kor, of the family of Abiasaph. The sons of Meshelemiah were Zechariah, the oldest, Jediel, the second, Zebediah, the third, Jathniel, the fourth, Elam, the fifth, Jehoahanan, the sixth, and Eliahoanai, the seventh. The sons of Obed-Edom, also gatekeepers, were Shemaiah, the oldest, Jehazabad, the second, Johah, the third, Sekar, the fourth, Nathaniel, the fifth, Emil, the sixth, Issachar, the seventh, and Pulethi, the eighth. God had richly blessed Obed-Edom. Obed-Edom's son, Shemaiah, had sons with great ability who earned positions of great authority in the clan. Their names were Othni, Raphael, Obed, and Elzabad. Their relatives, Elihu and Semachiah, were also very capable men. All of these descendants of Obed-Edom, including their sons and grandsons, 62 of them in all, were very capable men, well qualified for their work. Meshelemiah's 18 sons and relatives were also very capable men. (laughs) By the way. Yeah, imagine being the footnote. (laughs) That's right. Hosa, Hosa of the Merari clan appointed Shimri as the leader among his sons. Though he was not the oldest, his other sons included Hilkiah the second, Tebaliah the third, and Zechariah the fourth. Hosa's sons and relatives who served as gatekeepers numbered 13 in all. These divisions of the gatekeepers were named for their family leaders, and like the other Levites, they served at the house of the Lord. They were assigned by families for guard duty at the various gates without regard to age or training, for it was all dedicated by means of sacred lots. The responsibility of the east gate went to Meshelemiah and his group. The north gate was assigned to his son, Zechariah. He was a man of unusual wisdom. Hmm. The south gate went to Obed-Edom, and his sons were put in charge of the storehouse. Shapim and Hosa were assigned the west gate and the gateway leading up to the temple. Guard duties were divided evenly. Six Levites were assigned each day to the east gate, four to the north gate, four to the south gate, two pairs of the storehouse. Six were assigned each day to the west gate and four to the gateway leading up to the temple and two to the courtyard. 
These were the divisions of the gatekeepers from the clans of Korah and Marari. That was the ETF of Israel. Yeah. Yeah. Treasurers and other officials. Other Levites, led by Ahijah, were in charge of the treasuries of the house of God and the treasuries of the gifts dedicated to the Lord. From the family of Libni in the clan of Gershon, Jehiel was the leader. The sons of Jehiel, Zetham, and his brother Joel were in charge of the treasures, treasuries of the house of the Lord. These are the leaders that descended from Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. From the clan of Amram, Shabuel was a descendant of Gershom, son of Moses. He was the chief officer of the treasuries. His relatives through Eleazar were Rehabiah, Jeshiah, Joram, Zikri, and Shelamoth. Shelamoth and his relatives were in charge of the treasuries containing the gifts that, Dave, that King David, the family leaders, and the generals and captains and other officers of the army had dedicated to the Lord. These men dedicated some of the plunder they had gained in battle to maintain the house of the Lord. Shelamoth and his relatives also cared for the gifts dedicated to the Lord by Samuel the seer, Saul son of Kish, Abner son of Ner, and Joab son of Zeruai. All of the other dedicated gifts were in their care too. From the clan of Izhar came Kenaniah. He and his sons were given administrative responsibilities over Israel as officers and judges. From the clan of Hebron came Hashabiah. He and his relatives, 1,700 capable men, were put in charge of the Israelite lands west of the Jordan River. They were responsible for all matters related to the things of the Lord and the service of the king in that area. Also from the clan of Hebron came Jeriah, who was the leader of the Hebronites, according to the genealogical records. you got to pull out those records. Yeah, you got to pull out the records. Good thing we have them. Yep. In the 40th year of David's reign, a search was made in the records, and capable men from the clan of Hebron were found at Jazer, in the land of Gilead. There were 2,700 capable men among the relatives of Jeriah. King David sent them to the east side of the Jordan River and put them in charge of the tribes of Reuben and Gad and, don't forget, the half-tribe of Manasseh. Mm. They were responsible for all the matters related to God and to the king. First Chronicles 27, Military Commanders and Divisions. This is the list of Israelite generals and captains and their officers who served the king by supervising the army divisions that were on duty each month of the year. Each division served for one month and had 24,000 troops. Jashobiam, son of Zabdiel, was commander of the first division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the first month. He was a descendant of Perez and was in charge of all the army officers for the first month. Dodai, a descendant of Ahoa, was commander of the second division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the second month. Mikloth was his chief officer. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, the priest, was commander of the third division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the third month. This was Benaiah who commanded David's elite military group known as the 30. His son, Amizabad, was the chief officer. Asahel, the brother of Joab, was commander of the 4th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 4th month. Asahel was succeeded by his son, Zebediah. Shema, the Israelite, was commander of the 5th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 5th month. Ira, or Ira, son of Ikesh from Tekoa, was commander of the 6th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 6th month. Halez, a descendant of Ephraim from Pilon, was commander of the 7th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 7th month. 
Zibakai, a descendant of Zera and oh, from Husha, was commander of the 8th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 8th month. Abiezer, from Anathoth, in the territory of Benjamin, was commander of the 9th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 9th month. Maharai, a descendant of Zerah from Netophah, was commander of the 10th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 10th month. Benaiah, from Pirathon in Ephraim, was commander of the 11th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 11th month. Helad, a descendant of Othniel from Netophah, was commander of the 12th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 12th month. Leaders of the Tribes the following were the tribes of Israel and their leaders. Reuben, Eleazar, son of Zikri. Simeon, the leader was Shephatiah, son of Maka. Levi, Levi, the leader was Hashabiah, son of Kemuel. Aaron, the priest, leader was Zadok. Judah, the leader was Elihu, a brother of David. Issachar, the leader was Omri, son of Michael. Zebulun, the leader was Ishmael, son of Obadiah. Naphtali, the leader was Jeremoth, son of Ezreel. Ephraim, the leader was Hoshea, son of Azaziah. Manasseh, west, the leader was Joel, son of Padiah. Manasseh in Gilead, which is east, the leader was Ido, son of Zechariah. Benjamin, the leader was Jaciel, son of Abner. Dan, the leader was Azarel, son of Jeroram. These were the leaders of the tribes of Israel. When David took his census, he did not count those who were younger than 20 years of age, because the Lord had promised to make the Israelites as numerous as the stars in heaven. Joab, son of Zeruai, began the census, but never finished it because the anger of God fell on Israel. The total number was never recorded in King, in King David's official records. Officials of David's kingdom. Asmaveth, son of Adiel was in charge of the palace treasuries. Jonathan, son of Uzziah, was in charge of the regional treasuries throughout the towns, villages, and fortresses of Israel. Ezri, son of Caleb, was in charge of the field workers who framed the kings, who farmed the king's lands. Shimi, from Ramah, was in charge of the king's vineyards. Zabdi, from Shepham, was responsible for the grapes and the supplies of wine. That's a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Baal Hanan from Geder was in charge of the king's olive groves. I would like that one. And, and the sycamore fig trees, yeah, olives and that's figs. That's the job you need. Praise the Lord. Sign me up. That's the job. In the foothills of Judah. <laughs> Joe Ash was responsible for the supplies of the olive oil. Shitri or Shitrai from Sharon was in charge of the cattle on the Sharon Plain. Sharon Plain. Shephat, son of Adlai, was responsible for the cattle in the valleys. Obel, the Ishmaelite, was in charge of the camels. That'd be fun. We're almost there. Jedediah from Maranoth was in charge of the donkeys. There it is. There's Eric's job. Jaziz, the Hagrite, was in charge of the king's flocks of sheep and goats. All these officials were overseers of King David's property. Jonathan, David's uncle, was a wise counselor to the king, a man of great insight and a scribe. Je Jehiel... The Hakmonite was responsible for teaching the king's sons. Ahithophel was the royal advisor. Hushai, the archite, was the king's friend. Ahithophel was succeeded by Jehoiada, son of Benaiah, and by Abiathar. Joab was commander of the king's army. Yeah, Eric, he goes, Hakmonite. Sorry. Hakmonite. 
Sorry. Yeah, you got to get I'll into get that. next year yeah. on next season. <laughs> next season. This is First Chronicles chapter 28, David's instructions to Solomon. David summoned all the officials of Israel to Jerusalem, the leaders of the tribes, the commanders of the army divisions, the other generals and captains, the overseers of the royal property and livestock, the palace officials, the mighty men, and all the other brave warriors in the kingdom. David rose to his feet and said, My brothers and my people, it was my desire to build a temple where the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, God's footstool, could rest permanently. I made the necessary preparations for building it, but God said to me, You must not build a temple to honor my name, for you are a warrior and have shed much blood. Yet the Lord, the God of Israel, has chosen me from among all my father's family to be king over Israel forever. For he has chosen the tribe of Judah to rule, and from among the families of Judah he chose my father's family. And from my father's sons the Lord was pleased to make me king over all Israel. And, and from among my sons the Lord has given me many. He chose Solomon to succeed me on the throne of Israel and to rule over the Lord's kingdom. He said to me, Your son Solomon will build my temple and its courtyards, for I have chosen him as my son, and I will be his father. And if he continues to obey my commands and regulations as he does now, I will make his kingdom last forever. So now with God as our witness and in the sight of all Israel, the Lord's assembly, I give you this charge. Be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God so that you may continue to possess this good land and to leave it to your children as a permanent inheritance. And Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he'll reject you forever. So take this seriously. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. Then David gave Solomon the plans for the temple and its surroundings, including the entry room, the storerooms, the upstairs rooms, the inner rooms, and the inner sanctuary, which was a place of atonement. David also gave Solomon all the plans he had in mind for the courtyards of the Lord's temple, the outside rooms, the treasuries, and the rooms for gifts dedicated to the Lord. The king also gave Solomon the instructions concerning the work of the various divisions of priests and Levites in the temple of the Lord. And he gave specifications for the items in the temple that were to be used for worship. David gave instructions regarding how much gold and silver should be used to make the items needed for service. He told Solomon the amount of gold needed for the gold lampstands and lamps, and the amount of silver for the silver lampstands and lamps, depending on how each would be used. He designated the amount of gold for the table on which the bread of the presence would be placed and the amount of silver for other tables. David also designated the amount of gold for the solid gold meat hooks used to handle the sacrificial meat and for the basins, pitchers, and dishes, as well as the amount of silver for every dish. He designated the amount of refined gold for the altar of incense. Finally, he gave him a plan for the Lord's chariot, the gold cherubim, whose wings were stretched out over the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. Every part of this plan, David told Solomon, was given to me in writing from the hand of the Lord. Then David continued, Be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. He will see to it that all the work related to the temple of the Lord is finished correctly. The various divisions of priests and Levites will serve in the temple of God. Others with skills of every kind will volunteer, and the official and the officials and the entire nation are at your command. First Chronicles chapter 29, gifts for building the temple. King David turned to the entire assembly and said, My son Solomon, whom God has clearly chosen as the next king of Israel, is still young and inexperienced. The work ahead of him is enormous, for the temple he will build is not for mere mortals. It is the Lord God himself. 
Using every resource at my command, I have gathered as much as I could for building the temple of my God. Now there is enough gold, silver, bronze, iron, and wood, as well as great qualities of onyx, other precious stones, costly jewels, and all kinds of fine stone and marble. And now, because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I'm giving all of my own private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction. This is in addition to the building materials I have already collected for his holy temple. I am donating more than 112 tons of gold from Ophir and 262 tons of refined silver to be used for overlaying the walls of the buildings and for other and for the other gold and silver work to be done by the craftsmen. Now then, who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? From the family leaders, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the generals, the captains of the army, and the king's administrative officers all gave willingly for the construction of the temple of God. They gave about 188 tons of gold, 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, and 3,750 tons of iron. They also contributed contributed numerous precious stones which were deposited in the treasury of the house of the Lord under the care of Jehiel, a descendant of Gershon. The people rejoiced over the offerings for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord and David was filled with joy. David's prayer of praise. Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, May you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength. O our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I, and who are my people? that we could give anything to you. Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. We are here for only a moment. Visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. O Lord our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I have done all this with good motives, and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. O Lord, the God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, make your people always want to obey you. See to it that their love for you never changes. Give my son Solomon the wholehearted desire to obey all your commands, laws, and decrees, and do everything necessary to build this temple for which I have made these preparations. Then David said to the whole assembly, Give praise to the Lord your God, and the entire assembly praise the Lord the God of their ancestors, and they bowed low and knelt before the Lord and the king. Solomon named as king. The next day they brought 1,000 bulls, 1,000 rams, and 1,000 male lambs as burnt offerings to the Lord. They also brought liquid offerings and many other sacrifices on behalf of all Israel. They feasted and drank in the Lord's presence with great joy that day. And again they crowned David's son Solomon. They crowned David's son Solomon as their new king. They anointed him before the Lord as their leader, and they anointed Zadok as priest. So Solomon took the throne of the Lord in place of his father, David, and he succeeded in everything. All Israel obeyed him. All the officials, the warriors, the sons of King David pledged their joy, pledged their, pledged their loyalty to King Solomon. And the Lord exalted Solomon in the sight of all Israel. And he gave Solomon greater royal splendor than any king in Israel before him. Summary of David's reign. 
So David, son of Jesse, ruled over all Israel. He reigned over Israel for 40 years, seven of them in Hebron and 33 in Jerusalem. He died at ripe old age, having enjoyed long life, wealth, and honor. Then his son Solomon ruled in his place. All the events of King David's reign from beginning to end are written in the record of Samuel the seer, the record of Nathan the prophet, and the record of Gad the seer. These accounts include the mighty deeds of his reign and everything that happened to him and to Israel and to all the surrounding kingdoms. And that's it for First Chronicles, and we're going to head over to Psalm 127 real quick. 127. Psalm 127. Now we finished First Chronicles, or Second Chronicles. First Chronicles. First, yeah, First Chronicles. Don't get too excited. That's why I'm too. Oh my gosh, I keep excited. bouncing right past Psalm yeah, 127. I'm still on Psalm 119. We're struggling here, guys. This is live. This is the way it goes. This yep. is live TV. This is what it's like to turn uh-huh. pages in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Psalm 127, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem, as many of you are. A psalm of Solomon. Mm-hmm. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will, no, will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early in the morning to late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Children are a gift from the Lord. Yep. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. That's true. Okay. Fact checked. It's How true. joyful is a man whose quiver is full of them. That's you. I'm joyful. Yes. I am so happy. Yes. I'm joyful I'm with my with my quiver. Boom, boom, boom. Quiver. Yeah, you have a, quite the quiver there with some new yeah. additions recently. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we finished. That was a long reading. That was man, really, felt like I took like really long. Five days to do that reading. Yeah. Uh, 22 minutes more or Just like. for the so, reading. The people are trying to get to well, work. Okay, you got to get to work. So I'll do a quick so what today. Um, uh, you had a lot of, so what was it? It was the passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. So David wanted to build the temple. That's a good idea. That's awesome. He was a warrior. He, he, he did his job. God says, okay, thank you, but not you, your son. It's going to be Solomon. Mm-hmm. So what you have here is a beautiful picture of one leader getting another leader ready mm-hmm. to do what he's called to do. But um, I see beyond that a little bit, and I see a father pouring into a son. And I think um, that is the so what today, is whether you're a mother or a father, you know, our job is to pour into our kids and to get them ready for what God would have for them. Yeah. And I know we have our ministry and we have our roles and responsibilities and the things we're called to do. But a part of that, if you have kids or if you have um, um, grandkids or nieces and nephews or, you know, kids you've, you've kind of taken in or whatever, um, our job, our responsibility is to be a good example, is to get them ready, to pour into them, to prepare them, to equip them for what's next. I'm, I'm loving that phase of my quiver right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. of the kids God's blessed me with. They're old enough. They're asking some uh, you know, it, you know, when they're young, it's like, why, why? You know, they really don't want to know why. Yeah, that's me right now. Yeah. That's my life. Yes, that's your life. So it gets better. Yeah. And so they have questions, and it's it's really cool. It, it, it's a lot of fun kind of navigating them through life decisions. And that's our job, 
to get them ready. Sit down with them. Take them out. You know, take them out to, to, to coffee or breakfast and, and spend time with them or sit down with them in the backyard or, or go for a walk and just ask them questions and, and just pour into them what you've learned and get them ready for what's next because their time is now, but it's also coming where they'll have more responsibility. Absolutely. So, there Absolutely. you go. Love that. Cool. Yeah. Where's Jesus? So where is Jesus? So uh, I was reminded um, in... First Chronicles 29, right at the end there. David prays the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, the majesty. Everything in heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. Um, and so it just reminded me, again, like I keep saying this, you know, back then the Israelites thought this was it. This is God's kingdom, but God's kingdom is so much bigger and we get to see it fully consummated as we approach the end of time, the book of Revelation, chapter 5. Then I looked again and I heard the voices, this is John the Apostle speaking, of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of living beings and the elders, and they sang in a mighty chorus, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, they sang, Blessing and honor and, power and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And so, uh, you know, David is uh, worshiping wholeheartedly the king, um, without even really knowing who he's worshiping. Mm. And we are blessed to know. Yeah. The king is Jesus. And yeah. we know how time ends. We know how the battle ends. We know yeah. how this whole story ends. And it's mm. with his victory on the throne forever and mm. ever. So start singing that today. Why wait? Sing it. Start singing it Go today. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, this was a long one. Woo! Thank you for sticking it out. And yeah. uh, we hope you guys have a great day. Right. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.